What do you do when a client refuses to pay their invoices? You keep sending the invoice to them, politely trying to get them to pay, but they don't. And no matter how many nice emails or texts you send, they don't pay it. You don't want to be rude or annoying and you really don't want to have a confrontational conversation about it, but also mum want to get paid. So what do you do? Today on the Business Psychology Hotline, you're going to discover the two psychological traps that I bet you are falling into in this situation. And I bet you're not even aware of it because most of the time we never are. And we want to make you aware of these traps so we can help you get control of them rather than them controlling you, which is what happens when we're not aware of those traps. I'm also going to show you four simple psychological steps to have really nice, easy, calm conversations with clients about unpaid invoices without freaking out or worrying that they're going to turn on you and question whether you're worth the money you're charging anyway. Hot tip, you are. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Business Psychology Hotline. Welcome to the Business Psychology Hotline. Give me your business psychology questions and I'll solve them for you using melody and rhyme. Hey, welcome to the Business Psychology Hotline. I am your host, clinical psychologist Talia Rebinovitz. And let's do the thing where we say if you're in the right place. The Business Psychology Hotline is, you know what, actually, can we just stop? Sorry, can we just get some of that music that they play underneath other people's podcasts in the intro that gets everybody excited? This, Yes, good, okay. The Business Psychology Hotline is for hardworking, people-pleasing women who want to overcome stress and overwhelm at work using psychology and neuroscience. No, this isn't me. Sorry, cut it. I tried. I felt like one of those people trying to sell you steak knives at 3am on television. I'm sorry. How do you know if you're in the right place? Let's just bring the girls in. All my people pleasers say, hey, oh my, oh my God, if that person asks me one more time to do something when they haven't paid their last invoice yet, say, hey, oh my, oh God, I really need to have a difficult conversation with somebody I am working with, but I would rather give birth to a table than have that conversation because what if it goes really bad? Say, hey. Oh my, I am so sick of feeling this stressed and overwhelmed at work. Can't there be a way to enjoy my work without grinding and pushing? Please, someone tell me, say, hey. You're in good company and may I say you may have even found your people. Welcome. As a clinical psychologist, I am here to give you the strategies that you need to help you overcome stress and overwhelm and frustration so that you can enjoy your work and grow your career or business in a way that's exciting. But we don't do it as a lecture. We do it like we're at a party. We do it with song. We do it with silliness. Why? Because that's more fun for all of us. And also because... I want to show up as the meest me that I can so that hopefully you feel more inspired to show up as the youiest you at your work because let me tell you, it is way more fun. Let's jump into today's question. What are we talking about today? I'll tell you what we're talking about today. What are we talking about today? Okay, so on the surface, this seems like a really simple problem, right? You want to get paid for the work you do, whether you work in a business for somebody else and you want them to increase your salary if you're at a company or whether you have your own business and you just want your clients to pay you the invoices that they agreed to pay you or you want to increase your fees, whatever. This seems like a simple problem problem that can go one of two ways. The first way sounds like this. Hi, you owe me money. Yeah, I know. Well, can you please pay it? Um, no. Great. Fine. Moving on. In this scenario, you ask them to pay you money. They say no. We move on. Simple, right? In the second scenario, if this were simple, it would go like this. Hi, you owe me money. Yes, I know. I'm sorry. Well, can you please pay it? Totally. Great. Okay. Can you pay it right now? Sure. Moving on. 
great, open and shut case, case closed. You need to get paid more money or get paid on the invoices that haven't been paid and you ask and they say yes or they say no and we all move on. But this is not the way it goes. I cannot tell you how many times I see women struggling with this problem where someone owes you money or you want an increase in your salary and we get ourselves tied in knots about it. What should be a very simple solve becomes ridden with anxiety and stress and frustration and overwhelm and you don't know how to manage yourself. And a lot of the time what we end up doing is shutting down and withdrawing and not having the conversation, which has its other costs. I know you dread conflict, you dread getting into trouble or getting attacked or having confrontation, especially where it involves your business or where it involves your job. So I'm going to show you how to have these crunchy conversations, as my friend Tanya Edlington calls them, in a way that is warm and and doesn't do harm to the relationships in which you're having them and actually takes care of the relationships in which you're having them and stops you from spiraling into that guilt and fear and inner turmoil that can come up when we actually have to ask for what we need, especially around money. Knowing all this stuff means that the next time you are in this situation where someone owes you money or it's unpaid invoices or whatever it is, money, 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 work, 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 you're going to be prepared. You're going to know what's going on inside you psychologically and you're going to have a four-step process to think about to help you negotiate it. In other words, you won't need to keep shutting down, withdrawing, avoiding and stressing out about this issue. I gotcha. Please note that everything I'm about to share is general information and shouldn't be used to substitute individual psychological care if that is something you need. Brought to you by Talia Rubinovitz, clinical psychologist. Also, I can almost promise you that once you finish listening to this episode, one of your first questions is going to be, okay, I understand my nervous system is deeply involved in this process of being able to ask for what I need around money at work. How do I regulate my nervous system? Everybody lands on that every single time I talk about this kind of stuff. So what I've gone ahead and done for you is created a nice little audio training. It's on my website. It's called Creatively, How to Regulate Your Nervous System at Work. And it's going to give you, it's like a quick start strategy session. It's just going to get you started on that process. We teach you the essential stuff that I teach everybody who works with me around how to regulate your nervous system, like that essential first step just to get you started. It is foundational. If you were working with me, if you were in one of my programs, this is the same place we would start. But I'm just, it's on my website. You can get it for free. Go to T-A-L-Y-A dot co. You know what? I'm just going to play my theme song. It's T-A-L-Y-A. My name's not also put a link to it in the show notes along with a link to this new short course that I am offering called How to Regulate Your Nervous System at Work. But this one is more involved. It happens in my closed Facebook private community, my Facebook private community. You can join us there if you actually want to learn and do it with me and meet other people who are going to be learning to regulate their their service system at work. I cannot speak today. This is what happens when I get excited. Yeah, so if you want to join us, come and do it in the Facebook group. I'll put that link in the show notes too. I'm sorry, I'm excited. Both the audio training and the short course are free. Go and sign up for one of them now. 
Let's get into it. Okay, so let's jump into these two psychological traps that even the smartest, most well-established, successful woman can get stuck in when it comes to asking to get unpaid invoices paid or asking to get paid more for your work like a salary conversation, right? What are these two psychological traps that we can really fall into? The first one is about unconscious beliefs. And by that I mean the first trap that we can fall into is getting controlled by, without realising it, these unconscious beliefs that get triggered when we are confronted with this kind of money challenge. And what are unconscious beliefs? Unconscious beliefs are the stories that we have that we're not aware we have but are still getting triggered by situations in our lives, like in this example, a difficult money conversation about an invoice. And these stories, even though they're unconscious, can still be very powerful in that they can influence how we feel and how we deal with the situation. And a lot of the work that we want to be doing around this particular challenge is helping you become aware of what your particular unconscious beliefs are about having this conversation, about what will happen if you have this conversation about money, about invoices getting paid or about a salary increase with whoever you need to have it with? What are the unconscious beliefs that get triggered for you that you're not aware of that come up and have an influence on how you feel and deal with it? We need to make the unconscious conscious so that it stops controlling you and so that you can instead control it. In my experience as a clinical psychologist, When it comes to having conversations about money, what often gets triggered for us in our work as women are these unconscious beliefs about how we expect the other person to react. We have all these stories, these scary stories about how we think the other person will respond to us. So we try then not to have the conversation at all. Let me explain further with Song. Imagine if you had an unconscious story that was actually really helpful. Something about, I know that if I ask this person to please pay me, the way that they're going to respond is going to sound like a 90s R&B song. Something like this. Girl, I know it's hard, so why don't you say to me I'm listening? Mm, Girl, I can't be So why don't you tell it to me, just let me in Tell me how you feel, tell me me what's the deal deal. Cause I wanna, 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 wanna be there for you Imagine if that was the unconscious story that you were telling yourself without realising it about what would happen, how the other person would respond if you had a conversation with them about an unpaid invoice or if you had a conversation with your manager about increasing your salary. Imagine if that that was the unconscious story. What do you think that story would drive you to do? Well, you'd book in the meeting, you'd sit down, you'd say, hey, I just need to talk to you about this. I know you really care. I know you really want to hear me out. I know you're going to respond in a really warm, empathic, supportive way. That's not the story. That ain't the story I'm betting that you have got about what will happen. That is not your unconscious story about what will happen if you have this conversation. I bet you instead expect the person to respond like this. 
Lol, oh my god, okay, you want to get paid? I'm so glad you mentioned this because I've got something to say. No, really, let's have a little chat about your work and while we're at it, I can share what I think it's really worth. You think that I'm not paying you because I forgot? Nah, it's because you work your shit. I'm so glad you brought this up. You've got the nerve to say, pay me when I could hire a guy on Fiverr to do it better and cheaper. You think that I'm a liar? Go compare what you do to what they do and you'll agree you're not worth what you get paid. I know it's hard for you to see. I didn't want to say this, but since we're having a chat, let's just lower your fee to 50%. I'm sure you're fine with that. Oh my God, what a cow. Hopefully you don't have anyone like that in your life. So if that story made you feel horrible, if that rap made you feel horrible, let's just remember it ain't real. But what I really want to highlight here is just how different these two unconscious stories are. And this is really important. So let's just make sure you're really like getting this. The first story is about believing that those beliefs, those unconscious beliefs are about believing that the person cares about what you feel and need, cares about the effect that they have on you, cares about fixing any mistakes that they made, like not paying an invoice. And if that's the unconscious story that you believe or even consciously believe about this person and what will happen if you share what you need from them around getting paid, then you feel safe enough to share how you feel with them. And when you do, the relationship is okay. In fact, often it's stronger for your honesty and vulnerability and the person's caring reaction to that and what you need. The second story, the harsh, awful story that you might get trapped in, and this is so helpful to realise, is about expecting the person to behave in a harsh, uncaring, judgmental way where they'll use you asking about, you know, getting paid on time or increasing your salary as a chance to tell you that, you know what, you're not even worth what you get paid. And if that's the story you believe... Why in the world would you approach the conversation? You would avoid that conversation. You would probably rather not get paid for that particular piece of work, not get an increase in your salary, even though you need those things and want those things. You'd probably just wear the cost of that to avoid having this reaction if that's what you really believe the person is going to say. The beliefs and the stories that we have about how other people will respond to us, whether it's about making ourselves more visible online or asking for an invoice to get paid or just sharing what we need from them, have a very significant effect on how we feel and the action that we take, which has a very significant effect on how successful we are or how stuck we feel in our work. Think right now. Let's get you starting to get out of this psychological trap right now. What is your unconscious story? Do you have a sense of it? What is your unconscious story about getting paid money or asking people to please pay invoices on time or sit down and have a conversation about a salary negotiation? What What are you expecting? How are you expecting people to respond? Sometimes because this can be unconscious, we need to do a bit of exploring before your story becomes really obvious to us so we can start to, well, we'll talk about that next, how we actually overcome this story. But really important now, just think about it. What is your story? Okay, let's talk about the second psychological trap. I bet that you are getting triggered into a fight, flight or freeze mode by the very fact that you need to have this conversation, by the very fact that you need to go and speak to somebody about paying you for your work. I bet that's triggering you into a fight, flight or freeze mode. Tell me I'm wrong. And if we're talking about fight, flight or freeze, we're talking about the nervous system. 
specifically the autonomic nervous system. And learning how to regulate your autonomic nervous system is one of the essential keys to overcoming stress and overwhelm at work. I know I keep bringing up the nervous system. There is a really good reason for that. I have obsessed over what keeps you stressed and overwhelmed and struggling to deal with things like unpaid invoices at work. And what I keep coming back to and what I think the research really supports is that your nervous system is getting stuck in a fight, flight or freeze mode because it's getting triggered by these specific events. In this case, we're talking about unpaid invoices. So let me tell you in a little bit more detail about what my hunch is what's going on for you in your nervous system around this. This is so important for you to understand. So your nervous system is getting triggered into a fight, flight or freeze mode because it is probably perceiving having this conversation, needing to speak to this person about getting paid as a threat. Now, if you don't know this already, your nervous system through this process called neuroception is constantly scanning your environment to see is there anything unsafe here? And if it thinks you're unsafe, it's going to drop you into a fight, flight or freeze mode. And like I said, I reckon your nervous system is probably perceiving this very thing, this conversation you need to have as a threat and dropping you into a fight, flight or freeze mode. So how do you know which mode you're in? Here's a quick way to tell. If when it comes to unpaid invoices or having a conversation about increasing your salary at work and you go into like an avoidance state where you're like, oh, no, that's all right. I just won't talk about it. That sounds like a flight mode, doesn't it? That sounds like, oh, no, don't worry. That's fine. I'm just, no, let's talk about something else. Deflect, deflect, avoid. You're probably dropping into a flight mode. Or if you kind of get like frustrated and like, oh, my God, oh, God, this person is just so frustrating or don't they see the work that I'm doing? What's their problem? And you're getting that angry, uncontained angry energy. You're probably dropping into a bit of a fight mode. Or if you're going a bit, oh, my God, I can't even think, like my mind is blank and I feel like a deer in the headlights and I just feel really scared and like in almost a bit of a state of terror, you're probably dropping into a freeze mode. Or the cousin of freeze, which is this sort of shutdown heavy mode. This like, oh, what's the point? It's pathetic. It's useless. It's not going to change anything anyway. It's not like my work is worth anything anyway. That's the other mode that you could be dropping into. So just think now, which mode do you reckon you are dropping into as a result of having to have this conversation? Because probably what's going on is that you're stuck in one of these modes or you're ping-ponging from fight to freeze or from flight to fight. You're ping-ponging around. This is a problem. Why is it a problem? Because in order to have this conversation with the person who needs to pay you, right, again, whether it's a boss with more money, more salary or a client needs to pay their invoices, we want you to have it in a really calm, grounded, empowered way where we avoid any kind of conflict or stress or fear or guilt or inner turmoil that you might go through in trying to have this conversation. Guess which part of your nervous system you need to have the conversation that way. It ain't fight, flight or freeze. It's your beautiful, shiny new unicorn brain. In neuroscience and polyvagal theory, we call this social engagement mode, right? We need you to have this conversation in social engagement mode in your unicorn brain because that's where all of your beautiful people skills are and that's where you can find solutions and that's where you can collaborate and work with people around how to get invoices paid. 
that's the part of your nervous system that we want you to have this conversation from. But now you know you probably are falling into a psychological trap where you're dropping out of your beautiful shiny new unicorn brain and into a fight, flight or freeze mode. Unhelpful. I mean, think about this in your personal life, right? Imagine, say, with your partner or with a close friend or a housemate, you come home and you're in a cranky mood and the day has worn you down and you've just had enough and then you see that they've left towels on the floor and you're like, oh, babe, can you please stop leaving towels on the floor, right? You can hear the fighty mm, energy in that understandably frustrating but it's being communicated from your frustration is being communicated from something that sounds like a bit more of a fight mode compare that to maybe when you're on holiday with them and you've been lying on the beach and you're feeling really relaxed and you've been in your beautiful unicorn brain for most of the time and you notice that they leave their towels on the floor maybe you just walk into the room and you're like hey babe love your face can you please put the towels um on the pegs rather than on the floor Right? And they look at you and they're like, yeah, sure. And you're like, great. Let's go eat a taco. It's the same with your work. The last thing that we want you to do is walk in at the end of the day to a meeting with a client or a conversation with your boss and have the conversation from a scared, shut down mode or avoidant, flighty mode or an angry, fighty mode. We want you to have it from your beautiful, shiny, warm, new unicorn brain. That's where we want you to have it from. Okay, now let's jump into the four steps that we want you to follow in order to have this conversation without you know, the fear that it's going to turn into this big stressful thing that does damage to your relationship with this person or does damage to your reputation or where it spirals into them telling you, you're not even worth the money. Why are you you even bringing up what we owe you? Maybe we shouldn't even be paying you. All that stuff that scares you out of having this conversation. These are the four steps that are going to set you up to have it in a really beautiful, calm, empowering way that maximizes the chances that you will get paid. So the first step may come as no surprise if you started to join the dots. Number one, we need to help you regulate your nervous system. The last thing we want is you approaching or rather even avoiding this conversation because you are stuck in a fight, flight or freeze mode. If you stay stuck in a fight, flight or freeze mode, when you try to deal with this situation, it is going to more likely do damage to your finances or to the relationship with the person who you want to be paid more by or paid at all by. So as you know now, now that you've learned about it, we need to regulate you into your highest, most evolved unicorn brain. And just so you know, the unicorn brain or the social engagement mode of the nervous system is only 200 million years old, which I know sounds like a long time, but in the evolution of our nervous system, let me context that for you. Fight and flight mode and freeze mode are about 400 to 500 million years old. So let's let's bring it into a metaphor. If you were going to write an email to somebody dealing with this situation, an email about needing to get paid, writing it from freeze mode would be like writing it from a typewriter. Writing it from fight and flight mode would be like writing it from one of those, you remember those like old Macs, Apple Macintosh computers from like, I don't know, the early 90s that had the coloured backs? You wouldn't want to send it from there. Writing it from your beautiful shiny new unicorn brain would be like writing it on a beautiful sleek new MacBook Pro. That's where we want you to have this conversation from. 
Remember I said, I bet you're going to learn about the nervous system and, and how much it is keeping you stuck dealing with these unpaid invoices. And your question is going to be, okay, well, how do I regulate it? I've got you just click the link in the show notes. It'll take you to um, my short training and also my short course. Both of them are free. You can go do that right now or right after the episode. Number one, regulate your nervous system. Number Two, we need to get you to challenge these unconscious beliefs that you have about what will happen if you talk to the person about paying you, right? Because remember from before, we've got unconscious beliefs that are probably bubbling away that you're not even aware of. We want to first make them conscious, make you aware of what these unconscious beliefs are, and then we want to challenge them. And that could sound something like completing this sentence. I'm scared that if I ask Jane to pay me, she will dot, 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 dot. Fill in that blank, right? How does that sentence end for you? Does it sound like I'm scared that if I ask Jane to pay me, she will tell me that I'm an idiot and being precious and to just wait a few more weeks. She was going to do it anyway right? What is your version? Do that right now. I'm scared that if I ask Jane to pay me, what will happen? Dot, dot, dot. We want you to start getting aware of what your unconscious beliefs are. And we want you to, rather than being controlled by them, which we so often are when we're not aware of what they are, we want you to be challenging them and realizing which beliefs are accurate and fact-based. And we're talking about CBT here for anybody who's interested in the therapy, which beliefs are accurate and fact-based and which beliefs come from just scary stories. In other words, we want you to go from just believing everything that your mind tells you to sounding more like this. I'm getting hip to my mind spinning my stories saying bad things will happen. I don't believe that. I've started questioning the lies that's been telling me. No, I don't believe these bad things will happen. What I'm saying there, if you missed those lyrics, is we want you to get hip to the stories that your mind is spinning you rather than just believing them. And to do that, we got to make those unconscious beliefs, we got to make them conscious, we got to challenge them, and we got to check out are they accurate or are they just scary stories? There is a reason why we don't start with this as the first step. And if you've really been paying attention, you might be able to anticipate what I'm about to say. We don't start off by challenging those scary stories because the part of the nervous system and the brain that we need to challenge those scary stories is off line. We need your beautiful shiny new unicorn brain in all of its reasoning and logic and insightful abilities to be the part of your nervous system that challenges these scary stories. If we try to challenge a scary story in fight, flight or freeze, we're trying to challenge it with very primitive old modes of the nervous system that aren't designed to see reason and logic and slow down and really think things through, aren't designed for the cognitive task of challenging a story. They're designed to keep you alive. Do you see why I am basically shaking you by the shoulders to teach you about how crucial it is that we get you aware of the massive role that your nervous system has in basically everything we think, do, feel, say and act. We got to talk about this. Let's get into the third step. The third step is we need to connect to your inner knowing. Now, I don't mean K-N-O. I-N-G, wait, I left out a W-K-N-O-W-I-N-G. I mean your N 
ooh, we need you to connect to the part of you, which I call the authentic self, that says, "Mm -mm, no, don't like this. I don't like that I'm not getting paid. I don't like that this person, she keeps, she keeps avoiding my emails. She keeps avoiding my texts. I did the work. I want to get paid. Or I am working above my salary level. I want a salary increase. Mm, no. Now, this isn't a fight mode. This is a healthy anger. Fight mode can be sometimes quite uncontained anger. This is closer to the social engagement mode kind of anger, that feeling of, "Mm, no, this isn't okay for me. What we typically do as women, and especially if we grew up in family systems where we were unconsciously required to be people pleasers and peacekeepers is we push down our inner knowing, our inner N-O-I-N-G. We think it's dangerous or bad or wrong that we're angry. But healthy anger helps us realize what we need and gives us the courage to share it in a really helpful way. (sighs) So many women, when I explain this to them, it blows their mind. And I bet you're thinking, oh, well, my dad was uncontained and angry all the time and I don't think anger is a good thing. That's not the kind of anger we're talking about. We're just talking about a warm energy inside that says, "Mm -mm, no, that is healthy. Once we get you to connect with this warm energy that says, no, I don't like it. Instead of pushing it down, we want you to listen to it and hear it and then go to the fourth step, which is find an easy script to share your no, right? We want you to find warm, empathic, friendly, gentle language that is firm and clear, that lets the person know, hey, I really need you to pay your invoices or I really need to have a discussion about my salary, whatever the money issue is. The mistake that I see really smart, hardworking women make when they try to set boundaries is there's no preparedness around the language that you're going to use. So you sort of go into it blind. You haven't really thought about, well, what kind of language is going to be helpful here? Who am I dealing with? What kind of personality am I dealing with? How am I going to really share it in a way? Like you think about it, but you don't maybe appreciate the type of language that you want to be using. That's really more of a psychological way of thinking. And I've actually got a training on my website. If you want to go there, it's the three mistakes you're probably making when you're saying no at work or asking for things at work. You can check that out. But we want to get you skilled up in finding the language. Now, what's the language that I might use? I would probably say something like, hey, would now be a good time for us to have a quick chat just about the invoices and hope the person says yes. We always want to get permission, find out that the other person's not spiraling in their own fight, flight or freeze mode. And I would say, I've just sat down for the month and looked at, you know, outstanding invoices and I've noticed that there are about five that are unpaid. Is it possible for us to just make sure that they're paid by the 14th of June? I would give the person the benefit of the doubt that, you know, they've just forgotten or it's time's gotten away from them. If it turns out that they're struggling financially, they've got a cash flow issue, then maybe I would say something like, I hear that that's challenging. Maybe we could just figure out a, a payment plan together right now, right? Problem solved together, which now you know is much easier to do when you're in your beautiful unicorn brain because that is where your problem solving capacity lives and your ability to really work with people and find creative solutions together. But the crucial thing here is I want you to find your own language. Don't copy me, it needs to feel warm and authentic from you. Have a think now. 
Which of these four steps do you think you really probably need to work on the most? Are you really getting stuck in a fight, fight or freeze mode? Is it the challenging beliefs that are sort of tripping you up? Is it more about pushing down your own anger and not really feeling that power inside? Or is it that you just can't find the words or you've never really been able to find the language that works for you? Let's get you assessing where you're stuck. That gives us a roadmap. It was so lovely sharing this stuff with you. If what you heard today was helpful, make sure you subscribe so you stay up to date with our episodes. We put out episodes every two weeks on a Thursday and I would love it if you left a review. I want to know what you think. I want to know what you need. If you have a question for me, you can email me. I'll pop my email below. In the meantime, don't forget to regulate and communicate so you can flourish into the youiest you at work. See you next time. Special thanks to Sarah Cohen and Dara Donnelly for their co-producing talents. Dara also created the beautiful cover art. Thank you also to Brayden Jeffrey for their mixing and music producing of this episode.